again. I wasn't planning on doing a recording, but my ancestors want to speak. They've been speaking to me and they want me to share. So that brings me to my first point right away. 15 seconds in, bow, bow. I have said this before in other recordings, but it bears repeating, apparently. <laughs> Someone with me wants to repeat it. So, okay, we'll do this. Each of us has our own individual, unique life experience. Even though I've said plenty of times before, we're not individuals, truly, you know, we're all so interconnected and and unified in, in so many real practical ways, not just esoterically or energetically. But this is where the paradox can come in. It's also true at the same time that we are individuals with unique individual experiences, life experiences, perspectives, and understandings of reality, of spirituality. So anytime we're out there looking around, seeking answers for ourselves from other people, from other resources, we tend to easily forget that their context their individual experiences, there might be similarities. There might be similarities for sure, but it's still a very individual, unique context that they're coming from. So going around seeking answers, solutions, insights from other people, which I'm not saying it's an either or thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. Is it a right thing for you in that moment individually? A lot of times in my experience, just speaking from my experience, it hasn't been the right thing. It hasn't been the right thing to do. And that has led me to more confusion, exhaustion, despair, because I gave away not just my power. Um, I think that's another thing that we can get really confused about. What is power? What does that mean? What do we mean about giving away power, taking back power from a Western capitalist, colonizer, industrialist perspective, we can warp that really, really easily. More so than giving away power, I give away my human right, my organic, practical human right to be guided by my own spirit in life. I give that away. And so... From my own unique context, which we all have, my own unique context for what medicine, what healing, what reclamation I need to do is never going to be the exact same thing for another person. And so endlessly seeking outside myself, what is this person doing? What does this person say? What is it? It, it, Again, it's not that it's a bad thing, it's an imbalanced thing. We have so much of it, so, 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 so. It's it's in everything we do, in everything we experience, looking outside of ourselves to other people, what they're doing, what they see, what they want, what they experience, what their ideas are, what their beliefs are, and adopting them for ourselves as if it's our own stuff. It's not, it belongs to them, it's their own unique experience. And it's like this, I said in the last recording, a smorgasbord, (laughs) a tasting menu that we can just open up an app and there is this buffet, this glorious, delicious buffet of snackable tidbits. 
And again, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's an imbalanced thing. We have this Western paradigm of that and only that. We talk about balance. We talk about moderation. We don't really have a lot of experience with what true balance is. Anyway, that's a totally different tangent. I'm not going to go down that path into what balance actually is. I've talked about it before. Nobody wants to hear this. It's not sexy. It won't sell anything. It doesn't get clicks, likes, and shares. Wisdom rarely does. When wisdom is beautiful and it feels good, yes. But I have found on this path, working with my ancestors directly, that truth, which is wisdom, wisdom is truth, is not snackable and not sexy most of the time. It can be translated and conveyed in a way that puts a little sheen over it to get through to people who are in a fog, in a haze. We are all in a fog. We are all in a haze. And sometimes to get to crack through just a little bit, to make an effort, there can be a little bit of a sheen to to coat your wisdom, to coat the truth that you're sharing. But again, that's, that's using a lot of the same thinking to solve the problem that was used to get it. Meaning, I'm talking about wanting to be free from this paradigm, this Western paradigm of imbalance. And here I am still participating in it by trying to attract people, commercialize things, make it sexy and palatable. Anyway, yet again, that is its own separate uh, topic. But today I want to draw it back to not following my own guidance. It does not matter if someone has an ancestral calling to heal or not. Everyone has an ancestral calling. What that is, what form that takes, is not a job. It's not a career. It's not a way to earn money. It's not an Instagram aesthetic. It is an organic, natural expression of who you came here to express as. It, it is not about an identity. It is not about an identity. It's your organic expression. So, opening an app, getting on a marketplace, looking for answers outside myself, um, has really hindered me in a lot of ways. Again, not all good, not all bad. It's not either or. There's wonderful things in there as well. But the imbalance has led me to give away my human right to be guided by my own people, my own spirit. One thing that I've repressed and oppressed within myself, just because that's been my own individual context, to be oppressed, repressed, to control, tightly bind myself up and not express organically my organic expression, not my identity, not my career, not my job, not my title, not what I get paid for, but my organic expression. And uh, in there, in this, this this, this unique context of my own life experience, um, I have consistently kept myself from lightening up 
This is my own unique individual medicine that applies to my own unique individual life experience, my context. It's not going to be right for everyone. But for myself, my slippery slope is into control, perfectionism, fear, freezing. I have a lot, I've had a lot of fawning when we talk about um, stress or trauma responses. Again, such a mainstream thing that requires nuance and going deeper and complexity. But it just this little tidbit. <laughs> um, we talk about fight, flight. We talk about freezing and fawning. There are some other things in there too. Like I said, it's it's a complex thing. It's not this linear surface level stuff. But my tendency was towards freezing. I have been frozen my whole life. Really, really, really frozen. And it's funny because I have dreams a lot about ice. I have a water calling. I, I'm, I work with water. The, the ancestors I carry, elevated ancestors, are connected with water. Most of them. Not all of them, it seems. But, um, so when I dream about ice, that's, that's, uh, there's a whole lot of other context in there, but the ice is usually melting in my dreams, which is a really good sign for me because it means that the, that the frozenness is, is starting to thaw and break up. Um, really beautiful dreams sometimes of being on frozen lakes, but the ice is melting and slushy. And anyway, I won't go into the details, but it's just so, it's, it's miraculous. Sometimes my dreams just oh my god my dream life is as important at this point as my waking life anyway my tendency is towards freezing and in their control perfectionism supremacy um and i struggle with with remaining playful and light and free and open and flexible so this path that I've been on for several years now has been a lot of that a lot of thawing the ice thawing the ice allowing it to be thawed and broken up get the flow the flowing again the freedom again that's not going to be right for everyone here's the thing that I've observed again my observation is a limited perspective this is not God. This is not absolute ultimate reality I'm talking about. Just my own experience. Every time we open an app and go out looking for answers, our, you, you could call it your subconscious, you could call it your shadow, whatever, whatever the, the lingo, the jargon. You're driven by things that even, even while you may have done a lot of personal self-work, self-help. It's There's so much under the surface that's driving us, that's moving us, that you couldn't even begin to be fully aware of it. And why would you want to? Don't make it another task on your list. Become more aware of my subconscious. Maybe that is right for someone. It's not right for me. Again, all this freezing up, this hypervigilance, this control is not right for me. It's not right for me. But we, you know, we go in the marketplace and we're looking for answers and we will pick the solutions and answers, even if it's uncomfortable, 
on the surface, we're still looking to be validated. We're still looking to hear what we want to hear. We're still looking to see what we want to see. We're looking for echo chambers to slide in and and just click into place and fit in and be accepted and have a tribe of people that agree with us and we agree with them. It is impossible not to do this. I don't care how woke someone is. I don't care how evolved, how spiritually powerful someone might be. If you're a human in a human body, this is completely and utterly unavoidable. You can become aware of the ways that you slide into echo chambers and seek things that are actually just going to reinforce how you already feel and what you already believe. You can be aware of that, which is great. But the people that I have listened to and learned from who are aware of their own cognitive biases, for lack of a better term, there you could call it karmas, you could call it... Um, Vasanas, uh, the, the, the patterns, samskaras, whatever you want to call it. Patterns, cycles, habits, addictions that are very, very, very subconscious and we're not even aware of them. The people who are aware that they're aware won't go on social media, won't go in a marketplace, won't go seeking solutions and answers from someone else. Because they know. They know they are driven by their stuff that they can't see fully or sense fully. They're more content and at peace to let it go and be guided by life, direct life experience. I want to bring in, I don't know how I'm going to coalesce this into the overall message that I'm bringing through, so I'm just trusting it. But I'm coming back to water. I work with water personally. This is not a suggestion for anyone else to go, oh, me too. Just, just my own experience, my own direct experience. Keep your eyes on your own paper. Keep your eyes on your own paper. <laughs> Reminder for myself every single day, keep your eyes on your own paper. But I work with water. And um, it's, it, it's this... I guess the general rule, I would call it, in South African tradition, and probably, I'm pretty sure also for other cultural traditions that have traditional healing, um, if you you are somebody who carries a, a water calling to heal, your healer who works with water, you don't go to the water by yourself. You don't go into the water by yourself. Um... It's just dangerous. It's also, it can can be disrespectful if you aren't trained and initiated in working with water. Um, There has to be a a relationship there and a healed relationship there. It's set right. It's set in order. So now you are free and able to to work with water. But up until that point, um, it, it just isn't right. It isn't a right relationship. So... I, I can't I can't go into water by myself as much as I feel drawn to it as much as I feel called to do it as much as I crave it I've been reprimanded enough times <laughs> by teachers that um, it's it's and I've had enough experiences too where going in the water by myself is really dangerous um 
but this this thing will happen where um and this is true for all of us if there's something that distinctly sets you apart from the rest of the population it, and it it can be a valid thing it can be a real thing we so quickly want to make it about being separate we so quickly want to turn it into an identity that sets that sets me apart and like i said it's not it's not untrue that we all have these unique individual things it's just when we when we turn it into an identity that separates me further and makes me special or set apart that the slippery slope can get more slippery and we find ourselves harming ourselves but others and the and the planet in either obvious ways or not so obvious ways but one time i was at the water um a couple of times it was not last year it was a year before no it was it was yeah the year before 2020 and uh i knew i needed to go to some water and i knew i needed to go in water and i knew i needed to have a spotter There was an immediate need for me to inform the people who were who were there by chance. The spotter that I went with intentionally, but then also another time I went to the water and I knew not to go in. And I had to I, I told these people who were there by chance. And um there's an immediate friction that happens. I want to tell people that I'm separate and I have this separate thing going on to defend myself with. That's my motivation, to defend myself. I've had a context, a life experience of being diminished, gaslighted, reduced, oppressed, and there is a wild part of me that wants to burn that down the second I encounter it at this point, which makes perfect sense. You oppress a human being for long enough, man, they're going to rip and tear out of that cage at some point, in some way. And I become very defended. Especially in the presence of certain kinds of males. Cisgender, heterosexual, typically males. And they sense that. And so their immediate thing, the way they've been conditioned for the most part, is to, uh, is to be, to be uh, challenging to that. And it becomes this battle of wills. And so when I'm at the water and someone says, well, why don't you just come in? What's the big deal? Man. Oof. I just, the rage. The rage. But I take that and I turn that into a separate identity. And I, 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 want to distance myself and really make sure somebody understands, you know what, fuck wit, I'm special. Don't you fucking come at me with your pathetic arrested development projections. And, but there I am doing the same thing, right? Doing the same thing. 
think this is my overall point here. Each of us has people with us. You can call them ancestors. You can call them whatever you want to call them. They are people and they're real and they want a real relationship. They don't want us to misrepresent and misunderstand what that means because we don't know what a healthy relationship, what healthy connection truly looks like. A lot of us don't have a lot of experience with healthy relationships and true connection. But we have these people with us who very much want to connect and be in right, healthy relationship. But here we are without the experience of that. What does that look like? So we go outside of ourselves and we look at what other people are doing in the new age industry and whatnot. And we, we think that that's a healthy relationship. There can be aspects of it, sure. But overall, no. 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 We gotta know what a healthy relationship is and what it feels like and what it looks like and have those experiences. And we have people with us who want to do that. There is no better healing of relationship wounds in my experience than with my people who I carry with me. That has been my relationship coaching. That has been my relationship healing. I don't need a coach, a a YouTube channel, a social media account to follow directly with my people healing my relationship stuff. So we, we all have that. And, but the minute we turn it into this rigid, controlling, dogmatic thing, where it becomes an identity that we have to defend, we slide into forgetting the playfulness and the lightness and the rejoicing of it. That's, that's what's intended. Playfulness, lightness, and rejoicing. If that's the medicine that you individually need, that is the medicine that I've needed. I slide into rigid, controlling, frozen, fearful. And I forget the rejoicing, the playfulness, the lightness of it all. That's the medicine that's right for me. Some people don't need more playfulness. They need to serious it up a little bit, tighten things up, ground down. Lots of people need that. Lots of people don't. I'm one of them. I don't need to get tighter. I don't need to get more dogmatic. I don't need to get more disciplined. I've got that covered. I am, I, I am excellent at those things, at those skills. My individual medicine is to lighten up. That might not be yours. You have people who want to guide you directly to what is actually right for you. Overall, the majority of this stuff out there is not going to be right because you're going to be seeking the stuff that already feels good that you already agree with, that you're already wanting, it's gonna be, you're gonna be driven to it. That's why this is a, a lifelong process. Relationships, when they're healthy and true and right, 
they are lifelong. It's a lifelong process. Okay, I think that's it. I'm not really quite sure what the overall topic was or what the overall point was, but this is great and fun and awesome. And uh, I feel better. Thanks for listening.